on today's episode of drunk dudes talking wrestling we once again do not have chad here hallelujah we uh we might have a relatively shorter episode again because we all know he loves to talk a lot we're going to be covering everything that happened in the week leading up to yesterday's crown jewel pay-per-view and then we will be talking about Crown Jewel, obviously. Everything that happened there in Saudi Arabia. And we also have a new champ. Who might it be? I don't even know. It's probably I know his name and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, and then we're also going to talk about uh, a little bit of the news from the week. And how the Rampage versus SmackDown from this past week, when they went up head-to-head, how that went for, for both companies. It, I feel like it went well for both of them. I don't know. That's, that's my take on it. But, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDTWrestlePod. Joe, are you ready to go? Yep. No, it was not. Let's go. Welcome into episode 29 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I'm Dylan, and I'm joined by Joe. Hey. Hello. Hello, Joe. How was, uh, how was your week? Just another week. It was uh, pretty uneventful. Except for, well, you know, I've been spending a lot of time at that place that I don't want to spend time. He's going to that place. <laughs> yeah we're not going to talk about that that's that's pretty much actually i had a great week i was only there at that place three times <laughs> and i have a I have a nice little four-day weekend here so i love these but enough about that uh news for the week so i want to start off with i believe it was yesterday they came out with at least some of the, uh, at least the top five for the 2021. Top 10. Did they come out with the top 10? Yeah, I got a list of 10 in front of me. So you can do one through five and I'll do six through 10. Oh, that would be great because I literally only have one through five in front of me. But PWI uh, released the top 10 for the 2021 women's rankings. So top five, we have Bianca Belair. Uh, I'm going to butcher the shit out of this. Utami Hayashishita. Hayashishita. That's probably how you say that. I guess she's with Stardom. Yep. 
uh, Deanna Perrazzo from Impact, and then Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa rounding out the top five. All right. Number six was Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, seven was Siuri. I don't know who she is. Uh, Stardom again, I would assume. Yeah. Number eight is uh, Io Shirai. Nine, Tam Nakano. And 10 is your NXT Women's Champion, Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, so uh, no, no Lynch, no Flair in the top 10. I mean, obviously, we don't watch stardom, but don't really know how good these women are. I mean, I would assume they're very, very good wrestlers because they're in the top 10. But I don't mind not seeing Lynch and Flair in the top 10. Lynch literally just came back, so pretty tough to rank her in the top 10 for 2021 women's wrestlers when she's only been back for a month. And then Charlotte Flair, you know what? I don't give a shit because all of her matches lately have just been ending like not great. They just, they, they've been decent matches until the end. She's just been annoying to watch since she came back and challenged Ripley. Yeah. And more realistically, she's been annoying to watch for a little longer than that. So that's true. She's a great, great heel. You, you love to hate her. Um, it's, but it's less like that. It's more just like you hate to watch her. Yeah. Sometimes, most, most of the time, yes. Uh, but Bianca Belair taking away the top spot. I mean, I felt like there was no question there. The big moment at WrestleMania in Tampa earlier this year capping off the main event of night one with Sasha Banks, who also obviously made the top 10. She was number six, you said. So yeah, I feel like very deserving for those two to be in the top 10, very deserving for Bel Air to be number one. She's had a great year. And I mean, there's really, I didn't think there was any competition for number one. That makes sense. Uh, and then obviously the woman from stardom number two, and then, uh, Deanna Perrazzo. I've watched a few of her matches this year. She's, she's pretty fun to watch. I haven't followed all that much of it, but I mean, I'm pretty sure. So right now she's the impact knockouts champion. She has a match this weekend with Mickey James for the title at bound for glory. So Chad, Chad texted me yesterday, said he's really excited for bound for glory. I probably won't be watching. But sounds like it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. The, sur- the surprising thing was two AEW women rounding out the top five. Uh, I don't mind seeing either of them there. It's just like everyone always talks about how weak their women's division is. And then you have two, two women, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, in the top five. So, I mean, how really how weak is their women's division? Yeah, I mean, they have good women, regardless of if their entire division is good. They have, I mean, the, the two people in the top five, Thunder Rosa, who could actually be one of the best uh, women in wrestling right now. And obviously your champ, your champ was definitely going to be on there. Uh, but then. I mean, that's really the only news that came out this week. The other thing was uh, that we kind of hinted on last week was the, the, the first time 
that Rampage and SmackDown went head-to-head was this past Friday. You had uh, SmackDown running a half-hour extra, so they went from 8 to 10.30, which cut into Rampage's normal time from 10 to 11. And then Rampage also ran a buy-in show on YouTube from 9 to 10, which, I mean, if you just combine it all into one, just saying that Rampage was all one, they had some pretty good matches. Uh the the they had Brian Danielson and Minoru Suzuki rounding out uh the main event of the buy-in. That was just an excellent match. It was top notch. Brian Danielson is just on top of the world, on top of his game right now, like he should be. It's it's been so much fun to watch. And then some other matches they had. Uh uh CM Punk took on somebody. Who did he take on? I think Daniel Garcia. No, I can't remember. I didn't even write it down. I just wrote down that there was a punk fears hook sign. It's probably not true. Yeah. I came very not prepared. I didn't even know there was a buy-in show, honestly. What? So you haven't even seen the Danielson Minoru Suzuki match? No, I thought that was on the, the main card. Well, highly recommend going back and watching that because it was very good. Uh, the main event of Rampage was Sammy or the, um, the Inner Circle. So the three of Jericho, Guevara, and Hager taking on American Top Team. Uh, so it was uh, the Men of the Year and Junior Dos Santos in a six six man tag team match, and then they also had Jorge Masvidal with Dan Lambert on the outside, and Masvidal comes in at the end while the like from what I remember, like gives another knee to Jericho and American top team wins again, which was a pretty good match. Sammy Guevara, just an absolute highlight reel in the ring. He's been a lot of fun to watch lately since he's become TNT champion. Uh, But they went up against SmackDown this week as I mean, the first time them going head to head. So we had the semifinals matches. We had Finn Balor uh, beating Sami Zayn to go on to the finals, which I completely forgot. Like last week when we were like, oh, man, I wonder who's going to win, Finn Balor or Sami Zayn. I completely forgot that Sami Zayn does not go to Saudi Arabia. I don't know why we oh, ever thought. Yeah. I don't know why we ever thought that Sami Zayn was potentially going to be in the finals. That was just never going to happen. Yeah. And... Yeah. um and then Zelina Vega beating Carmella. So they went on to the finals, and then obviously we'll talk about those matches when we get to Crown Jewel. Um, some other stuff. They kept moving forward with this Naomi versus Sonya Deville feud. Uh, they were supposed to have a one-on-one match. Sonya Deville comes out and introduces basically her tag team partner, and they make it a handicap match, and they bring out Shayna Baszler. And things Not just a do. normal handicap match, yeah, things just don't go well for Naomi there. It's not not good for her. She'll get it. Sonya Deville will get her comeuppance. Yeah. Eventually. No, that's not what I meant. Oh, yeah, never mind. That is what I meant. I mean, are you sure? Yeah, yeah. I forgot what comeuppance meant for a second. <laughs> okay. Uh, probably, I mean, match of the night was probably that that street fight for the the tag titles the usos and the street profits that was just oh that was incredible top notch 
Yeah. The street profits and Usos, I mean, even dating back to uh, their, their match at Extreme Rules, like they put on awesome matches. And it sucks that the street profits are going to Raw because I could watch it's, – it's like the Usos in the New Day. Like I could watch them have matches every single week and I would not get tired of it. Yeah. But I'm still excited for street profits over on Raw again. They uh, hit a little vignette this week, or maybe backstage. I don't remember. Regardless. Yeah, they were wearing red. They're ready to move to Raw. All that jazz. Back where it all started. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for them to take on, like, RK Bro and Styles and Omos. Should be some good tag team feuds for them. Uh, but that's pretty much, like, your top teams on, on Raw right now. And then on SmackDown, you've got the Viking Raiders, the Usos, and the New Day. So should be pretty fun going, uh, going forward with the tag team division on both brands. And then, uh, in, I mean, we also had the Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch one-on-one match. Pretty good match. Um, it was, I mean, I don't want to spoil too much, but Sasha Banks won here. She beat Becky Lynch, so probably should have made me think a little bit more about my prediction from last week. Not great for us. Not not great. Not at all. And then they finished out with the contract signing between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar for their match yesterday at Crown Jewel. And they just continued, like, who is... They just continue to like bring it up the question of like who is Paul Heyman actually aligned with, and even sitting here today, Joe, I'm I'm not really sure. Still yeah. not really sure. Yeah, we'll get more into that. <laughs> Matt Seidel, by the way. That's oh, it's who punk face. Yeah. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I do remember that now. This is pretty good. Do you remember that? Uh. So the the whole SmackDown versus Rampage thing, getting back to that, there was a point where Rampage, I guess, beat SmackDown in the demo as far as ratings go. And it was for like the, the opening match of Rampage where with uh, Ruby Soho versus I think the Bunny. Yep. And that was going head to head with the contract signing, which I was very surprised to hear that they won in the demo. Obviously, they came nowhere close to like with like total viewers. Yeah. But I mean, just with SmackDown being on Fox and then Rampage being your your B show for AEW and it being on TNT, they're they're never gonna win that match. But it was very surprising to see that like that segment beat the contract signing in the in the demo. I was I was very surprised at that. I don't think it's very telling that like rampage will ever be on the same level as smackdown because i don't think it will ever be and i don't think that this feud needs to be or i guess this head-to-head competition needs to be i don't know it just i don't want it to be like a ratings war i just want them to feel like they're in competition with each other and just continue to put on awesome matches which i think so far we've been very lucky with everything we've been seeing lately maybe with the exception of just having to watch raw on a weekly basis. 
Well, we, we've had a couple good weeks sprinkled in recently, but. Oh, as far as Raw goes? Yeah, you just said having to watch Raw. Yeah, this week, though, I was not a fan. Not a big fan. Yeah. At least we learned that two people could coexist. My God. We'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. We still got Saturday to go through. That's true. Uh, speaking of Saturday, boom. Nice. Hell of a segue, Joe. Man, crushing it already today. So we had uh, AW Dynamite on Saturday. This is, oh no, we have the second, we have the second week of, of Saturday Night Dynamite coming up tomorrow. Uh, so CM Punk comes out on commentary. There's a lot of people that are very, very, very upset that like on a weekly basis, AEW just trots him out there to get a pop and then they just put him on commentary. Like, does that actually make you that upset? No, he's still getting back into the ring. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't understand the people. Like, he's he's not ready to wrestle on a weekly basis right now. Like, Danielson came in ready to wrestle on a weekly basis. Cole came in. Soho came in ready to wrestle on a weekly basis. CM Punk's been out of this for seven years, and he's in his mid forties. Yeah, he's he's just he's not ready to wrestle on a weekly basis right now. Absolutely, it's. I don't know what people really expect from him he hasn't wrestled in seven years yeah i mean a lot of people are just really stupid i think uh we had the uh dante martin versus malachi black match dante martin getting accompanied by our boy leo rush leo rush is back out there on tv and obviously malachi black takes down dante martin but this dante martin also just an absolute human highlight reel. And I love watching him on a weekly basis ever since that. Uh, there was that multi-man tag match that he was in with that was, that also had like Kenny Omega in it. I don't remember who, I think he tagged with the Sidels. and he took on like Kenny and the bucks ever since then. Like I have been a huge Dante Martin fan and the fact that he's only like 20 or 21 and that he'll be around for, many many years to come makes me very excited to just continue to be able to watch him on a weekly basis yeah it's uh he's in it for the long haul but yeah they officially formed a tag team too yeah so you got you got uh the top flight guy uh dante martin and you got leo rush who's the money guy they could be top dollar Ooh. I doubt they would do that because yeah, of, I uh, really, really doubt that that'll happen because of Top Dollar from from Raw. Hit Row. No, no, not Raw. Damn, SmackDown. Yeah, Come yeah, on, they're Chad. on they're on SmackDown now. Grow up, Chad. They're very raw in the ring, but very SmackDown on the TV, allegedly, according to Chad. Yeah, I think they're great. I think they're just gonna be excellent in the ring. You think everyone in Hit Row is great in the ring? Totally. Swerve so good. is good is great in the ring. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I don't know about the the other guy other than I forget his name. It's like something the Adonis or whatever. Ashanti the Adonis. Yeah, I don't know. Because when Chad would talk about it, he would say Top Dollar and B Fab are very green in the ring, but did not mention. 
Ashanti the Adonis. So I would yeah, assume. Well, he, well, he he was in matches before, before, uh, before Hit, Hit Row was a thing. Yeah. So, well, he's got some time under his belt. That's good. I'm excited. Metaphorical belt because he doesn't actually have a championship belt. Ooh, yeah. Boom, spit roasted. Spit roasted? Yeah. I'm not really sure what you mean by that, but okay. Um, we had some more like heat between American Top Team and Jericho or and uh, the Inner Circle. So just continuing to build towards that uh, rumored card of I would assume we're probably going to have like some sort of five on five match at full gear between the two teams. So I don't know who else for American top team is going to be on their five man team, but obviously we just saw like, obviously the inner circle where all five of those members will be there. And then you obviously have Ethan page and Scorpio sky junior Dos Santos was just in a match. And then two of those other American top team dudes will probably be in that five on five match and yeah. just do probably next to nothing in the match. Uh, but yeah, Jericho just continues to roast that whole team on promos. And then whenever Dan Lambert talks, like apparently the vibes in the arena are like, you cannot hear the dude talk because the crowd just boos him so loud. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then he also roasted Paige Van Zant. Whoa. Leave Paige out of it. I mean, all she does is walk in the ring and take selfies when Jericho gets kneed in the face. It's true. It's kind of bullshit. I do like yeah. how he calls Dan Lambert and his team just a bunch of fat-faced dipshits. Yeah. Just just solid, solid stuff. A solid Chris Jericho. Yeah. So, then we had a championship match, Joe. Triple A World Tag Team Championships. We had the Lucha Bros, who are double champs, uh, taking on Andrade's mystery team. They come out in these green luchador suits. I forget what they were called. Uh, Super Ranas. Sure. Ranas. Sure. Uh, I love the funny thing here was because CM Punk was on commentary. It was like not even like a minute into the match, and he was like, that's FTR. Because, <laughs> like, even I was like, ooh, who could this possibly be? And CM Punk was like, guys, that's definitely FTR. And I was, and even at that point, I was like, mm, I don't know. Are we sure that's FTR? And then they just get unmasked, and it was just FTR. Kind of <laughs> spoiled the whole surprise. Because for someone with a dumb brain like me, I mean, I didn't realize it was FTR. So, but... uh. They end up having a really good match. FTR wins and wins the AAA Tag Team Championships. And then you get a little backstage segment where they're walking up with the belts. Uh, Shivani's trying to interview FTR. And MJF comes up, celebrates with them a little bit, and then uh, it basically sets the story of like Andrade paid the pinnacle and MJF to use the services of FTR for the night. So pretty interested cool. to see where we go with that one. Yeah. I don't know if they'll continue defending the AAA tag team titles on, on dynamite because FTR is obviously, it makes more sense for Dyna or FTR to be on dynamite than AAA. 
Well, yeah, because they're signed with AEW. Yeah, I mean, but it still makes sense that people like Andrade and uh, the Lucha Bros appear in AAA. You know, it's a little, little uh, nationalism or something like that. A little closer to home. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they're going to be holding those titles for that long, but they'll probably make a couple good defenses. And I mean, I, it just brings eyes to the, I guess it brings eyes to the AAA brand just by having FTR, one of your more well-known teams in AEW, having those belts. Not to say that the Lucha Bros aren't well-known at this point, but right. also just gets, you know, just having them appear on AEW with those, with those AAA belts. I would assume that it just has them want to bring more eyes to the AAA product, which is probably not going to work with me. Just not enough time in the week to watch that. Also, I'm pretty sure they don't have English commentary. So that'd be uh, pretty, pretty tough for me to follow along with. Yeah. Um, yeah, then we had John Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta in – in a segment, might not be fair to call it a match. It was a squash. Yeah, it won't. Go, it, it will go towards Moxley's win record, but cool. Yeah, th- this was this re- pretty much amounted to nothing. I did sort of think that Wheeler Yuta actually got hurt here, and maybe that's why it ended so quickly. But I'm not sure. I haven't seen anything about that yet, so I'm assuming it was just actually booked as a squash. Uh, yeah. One of the more fun matches of the night, probably the most fun match of the night, six-man tag, super click versus the Dark Order. Uh, so there's the Bucks and Cole versus Evil Uno, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. This was just fun. Lots of fun in this match. Uh, Nick Jackson's boot comes off, and then his sock comes off also. Evil Uno grabs it and uses it as Mr. Socko. <laughs> that was a funny moment. Uh the 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 Bucks going for like the the spot where they they kiss Adam Cole on the cheek, and then they get taken out of the ring, and then Silver and Reynolds walk in and kiss him on the cheek, and just like the look on his face when he realizes it's them, just priceless. <laughs> it was it was just a lot of fun, but obviously the Super Click wins the match. Adam Cole maintains his undefeated record for now. We'll see. I would assume he's going to keep that up for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would assume so. And uh, uh, that's pretty much it for Dynamite. Whoa. That's not it for Dynamite. It's definitely not it. I mean, we could talk about the main event. It was a good match. Danielson and Bobby Fish. Obviously, Danielson wins. Um, we could talk about the Hangman promo about Cowboy shit. Yep, I'm... I f- forgot a bunch. Yep. That's uh, definitely not it. The big stuff, the big thing, though, is they announced the participants in the World Title Eliminator Tournament match. Or, not match, just the tournament. Uh, so, obviously, we talked about the, the leaked full gear card last week, and we were wondering how we were going to get to this Brian Danielson versus John Moxley match. And I had realized it, like, a little while after that we had brought it up, but they announced the bracket and they are on opposite sides of the, of the bracket. 
So next week, Danielson has Dustin Rhodes in a first-round match. And Moxley, I forget who. I think he's taking on uh, Preston Vance in his first-round match. Um, and who then other things going to win in uh, Dustin versus Danielson. I mean, it's going to be Danielson and Moxley in the finals. I can't believe that. I would have definitely predicted Dustin Rhodes over, over Brian Danielson. I mean, that's just not true at all. You're now you're just lying. Yeah, I'm a stupid liar. I'm a big fat stupid liar. Thanks, Vader. <laughs> I'm just a big fat piece of shit. God, I love that. <laughs> we'll never forget that. Uh, other first round matchups: uh, Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And then that's on the side with Moxley and 10. And then on the other side with Danielson and Dustin Rhodes, we have Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston. Are you, uh, are you upset or like sort of questioning like the, the people that they put in these tournaments? Uh, No, I'm not upset. Are you upset? I'm not. But I, there's I, I, people I online that, that are upset because like you don't I, I, put your you don't put like your top eight guys in this tournament. You know, like you could argue Danielson, Moxley, and Archer, maybe Orange Cassidy, are four of your top eight contenders. But like Preston Vance, Dustin Rhodes, Powerhouse Hobbs, Eddie Kingston, just are not in their top eight of contenders. Yeah, absolutely not. I don't know. I think that they're obviously going to get to the match that they want to get to. And the other guys, they can go perform on dark and elevation and rampage. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's, it has to do with the win loss rankings. Like you don't want to put your actual, like you don't want to put your actual eight top guys in there. Because like you, you're missing, you're missing MJF from this. You're missing Andrade. You're missing Malachi Black, Cody. You just mi- you're missing a lot of people. Like Adam Cole not being in it, even though he's still new ish. Punk not being in it. I mean, he's only had a few matches as well. But you could argue that you don't have your true top eight contenders here in this tournament. I think it's really just to save win loss records. Because there's six people, actually seven people in this tournament that have to take a loss at some point, right? Only one person's going to come out of this unscathed without a loss. So, I now think is this just, tournament is this tournament going to earn them a championship opportunity? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. But the finals, so yeah, so the Raven. I know who's going to win. So does Raven. Hmm. I think I do too, <laughs> but yeah, it'll be, uh, the finals are going to be at full gear and then probably some sort of world title match on TV about a month after full gear, I would assume at one of their special dynamites. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's, uh, get into Monday night raw. Not really, it's not really uh, spoil too much of uh, Crown Jewel. Maybe talk about some things that don't really have to do with it. 
Uh, we'll just talk about real quick the like who advanced to the finals. So we had Xavier Woods going over Jinder Mahal, advancing to the finals of the King of the Ring. And Shayna Baszler fucking lost to Dewdrop. Mm-hmm. That happened. It did happen. And I was very upset to see it. And it kind of screwed up all the predictions. Because, I mean, we were just we were just counting Shayna Baszler as the winner before she even won this match. Silly us. Some some WWE executive was one of the three listeners last week, and they just wanted to fuck us over. Either that or Shayna Baszler is against going to Saudi Arabia. I've got commentary on this, but I'd rather wait until we talk about Crown Jewel to talk about it. Okay. Uh, Charlotte Flair started the show. Uh, she was finding her inner Sami Zayn during this promo and talked about how it's a conspiracy that Bianca Belair gets a title shot at the Raw Women's Championship. And, I mean, we could just talk about the main event here real quick. It, it was a decent match, but it's just another women's match on TV that ends without a clean finish. It ends with a DQ. Charlotte Flair retains. And, I mean, I should have known. I just should have known. If Charlotte retains, well, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about that later. All the signs were there. I should have, <laughs> I should have changed my pick. I'm just an idiot. Damn, dude. I'm going to make this segue, and then you can copy and paste it later. All the signs were there, but the signs definitely weren't at Saudi Arabia this on yesterday. That's all right. You can cut that. No, yeah, I'll I'll cut that. Don't worry. <laughs> we're gonna talk it, about it. It, gonna... it would have been a great segue if you had if it was like you said all the signs were there at the end of of like the NXT portion. That would have been a great segue. Speaking of even, yeah, it would have been great. What the fuck was that? She knocked over my microphone. Raven, jeez. Grow up. Grow up, Raven. Uh, we had another match where Big E and Drew McIntyre teamed up. And WWE is basically just trolling themselves at this point because they must have said at least five times before and during this match was how will they coexist? Yeah, and it wasn't even that. It was, uh, I think it was Drew McIntyre backstage with, with Big E. I don't remember if it was Drew McIntyre or Biggie, honestly, where they're like, this week we should coexist. Yeah, I just don't get it. it it's just bullshit. It's so ridiculous. It's annoying is what it is. Between that, between that and something else I'm going to talk about later, WWE just continues to always say dumb shit like that. And it's just annoying. But they, they do actually sort of coexist at least through the match and then uh go to shake hands at the end they shake hands and then Big E just grabs him spins him back around and they have a little stare down but you know I'm pretty sure no punches were thrown so they sort of coexisted they coexisted it was surprising well done but that was pretty much all of the 
noteworthy things from Raw, unless you had something else? Um, I really don't think so. Yeah. I mean, it was more build towards Crown Jewel. I mean, obviously, Cedric Alexander and Mons... Not Cedric Alexander. Well, yeah, it was Cedric Alexander and Mansoor, but it was just to build more more for the Mustafa Ali-Mansoor match. I guess I... I guess I had forgotten when I was talking about it before, but yeah, the Street Profits were not in a backstage interview. It was a, it was a match versus RK Bro, and I had just forgotten about that that the match actually happened. Well, I, I, yeah, they also had a vignette before the match, which is all I remember because I kind of just didn't even pay attention to the match because I knew who was probably going to win, or I knew that there was going to be some D, some some sort of interference with a DQ. Yeah, and I legitimately don't remember what happened because it wasn't that interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of things that aren't that interesting anymore, uh, nice NXT happened this week, and it was so not interesting that neither of us have even watched it yet. Yeah, so when we talk about these match results, well, this will be allegedly these things happened. Yeah. I mean, so, I read I read that these things happen, but, you know, I haven't actually seen them with my own eyes. So, yeah. So never know. We fucked up this week. Yeah, fucked up big time. A, it's been a rough week. <laughs> I had a very easy week. I could have easily watched NXT and I just haven't yet. No, I. That's what happens when there's a pay-per-view on a Thursday afternoon, followed up by Thursday night football. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry, NXT, but I'm going to watch Thursday night football. Even if it's Browns Broncos, I'm going to watch Thursday Night Football over NXT. That easily could have watched NXT last night after Crown Jewel. And I just decided not to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the highlights, uh, allegedly, we have to say that for legal purposes. Uh, it appears that Johnny Gargano will be the next challenger for the North American Championship against Carmelo Hayes. Kind of looking yeah. into the like, the thing that we were talking about a few weeks ago or in the weeks prior to this. And it seems like they're going to be putting belts on some of these, a lot of these new competitors and having them face off against established stars and having the established stars put them over before they leave and go somewhere and go somewhere. But it doesn't appear that Johnny Gargano will be going to the main roster anytime soon or if ever, other than that little stint a few years ago. Tiny, tiny little stint. But that is sure to be a good match. Carmelo Hayes is good in the ring. Johnny Gargano, obviously, one of the best in the ring right now in all of wrestling. Um, I read that Odyssey Jones made quick work of Andre Chase. I'm very excited to watch that. Should be very good. I heard the match was not good at all, but it should be good for my morale and his as well. I'm just excited to see Odyssey Jones in like a legit feud, though. That's what I want to see and possibly yeah. possibly make his way to the main event scene very, very soon. And, uh, you know, would love to see the championship on my boy Odyssey Jones. Um, Kushida and Ikamanjiro appear to be a tag team now, or at least that's what I read. We will see that, you know, only makes sense, you know, kind of what we talked about last week. That's that. Quite literally, the only tag team partners that each of them could have. That's uh, that's just how it goes. Uh, they 
they <laughs> they spun like that wheel thing apparently and they're gonna have like a three-way or a three-team la- a scare Whoa. a scare way to hell tag team ladder match for the nxt women's tag team championships at halloween havoc next week I'm glad you finished that sentence. I was very confused about how PG-13 this uh, this brand was going. Yeah, it's not going to be the three-way that you're thinking of, Joe. They're going to have a, uh, a three-team or six-woman tag team ladder match for the tag team championships. We'll probably see some new champions cha- – or sorry, some new champions next week. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. Indy Hartwell and whatever her tag team partner's name is. Persia something. Persia P. Perota? Persia Perota. Something. Persia something. Perota. Pierogi. Persia Pierogi. Yep. Nailed it. <laughs> first Fucking time. nailed it. <laughs> nailed it on my first try. <laughs> um, had a match between LA Knight and Grayson Waller. LA Knight wins, and that was to become the host of Halloween Havoc because they have nothing for LA Knight to do right now, so he's going to be the host. Sick. Skip right over Tony D'Angelo. Oh, yeah. that He had a match. Did he win? I didn't even look. Yeah, he won. Who did he um, face? Fang? Who the fuck is that? I think he's the new, like, Guy from Singapore or something like that. Fang. His name is Fang. His name is Ru Fang. Roof Roof Hang. Yes. Yeah, and then I guess Legato moved on from Hit Row because they had a match with Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. Yeah. Uh pretty sure right Legato beat them. Yep. I'm curious to see where like the NXT tag team like number one contendership goes. I think Imperium is going to be facing MSK probably next week at Halloween Havoc. They probably already announced it. I just haven't seen it. I would be willing to bet that Imperium wins that match if that is happening next week. Over MSK? Yeah. I You think it's it's that one more uh that one more title one thing? I don't know because Imperium's been around for a while. I just the 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 crowd at the CWC just doesn't know what to do with MSK, which is annoying because they're very fun to watch, but they yeah. constantly boo them. And it's very annoying. Maybe they've got a dark past or something like that. Maybe. Maybe the CWC knows something that we don't. Yeah. But Bunch I doubt it. Impact fans at the CDC, CWC. Mm. Quite possibly. Uh, and then main event, we had Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa facing off against uh, the Grizzled Young Vets. And it seems like they coexisted. Yeah, it looks like they, they probably coexisted. Because they won. So my, my thought is they coexisted. But... Like I said, haven't seen that match yet, but they did win. Don't know what happened after the match, but I would assume they coexisted, and now they're mm-hmm. going to have their match next week at Halloween Havoc. All right. 
Sounds good. And that was NXT. Yep. And that was yep. that was that was we did not watch NXT, but here's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Not Sorry, everybody. Podcasting. Sorry, everybody. I was trying to think of a way to talk about yeah, I know. how how the signs were there. <laughs> yeah. The signs were there for them not to coexist. <laughs> uh, nah, it seems forced now. Well, yeah, because you already talked about it, and I'm totally going to not cut that. I know. But speaking of not cutting it, Seth Rollins did not quite cut it against Edge. Boom. Oh, dude. <laughs> there was a pre-show match. Oh, you didn't watch the pre-show match, oh, did you? Oh, I forgot there was a pre-show match. Because you watched it on replay, didn't you? Yeah. Fuck you, Peacock. You were at that place. Uh, yeah. Well, first, let's just talk about signs real quick because I I do have one sign. It wasn't that funny, but there was a sign that said Romaine Reigns. Like he's got like, a like, like lettuce. Like he's got a nice flow of lettuce hair. I guess. I thought that was sort of funny, but Saudi Arabia needs to step up their sign game. Like the signs that we were seeing in Saudi Arabia were that of like a WWE 2K video game. Like the signs that that you would see there. Like very just generic and just not good. Not good. Not good at all. You guys got to step your sign game up. But we, we did have a pre-show match, Joe. Obviously, you didn't see this. But we had the Usos versus the Hurt Business. And it was uh, a non-title match? Non-title match. Hmm. The the crowd loved the Usos, despite them being heels. The crowd loved heels last night. I mean, off the top of my head, uh, well, not Seth, but AJ and Omos got, got cheered. Uh, Goldberg got cheered, and I'm assuming he was the heel in this match. He was not. No? Lashley is the heel. Yeah, they they were both Saudi. Saudi loves Goldberg. That's why at every Saudi show, Goldberg is there. Yeah, and Goldberg does what he does at Saudi shows. Yeah, I mean, it just they seems liked, like Gold, they, Goldberg, they liked Be- they liked Becky Lynch and Roman Reigns though. Yeah, it just seemed that there was a shift in psychology in the weeks leading up to this match, where Goldberg was threatening to kill him, and Lashley's like, hey, man, don't kill me. Yeah, it's not pretty... It was just an accident. Not very cool of you to just be threatening murder. I didn't mean it. (laughs) Yeah, so there was, like, a shift, but you're right, Lashley is the established heel, but I feel like Goldberg could be a heel or a face at any time, but we would prefer him just be gone. That's true, very true. I would just very much prefer that he just leave forever. I'm tired of seeing him. Ride off into the sun on a camel. <laughs> We're going to talk about those camels. My God. <laughs> just highlight of the night. Just them having camels right next to the, the ramp. And then, I mean, I'll just say it now. Riddle riding on a camel to the ring was just the, the non-wrestling highlight of the night for sure. Yeah, I got a. Uh, I, I made a note during the first match. Uh, by the way, the Usos won the the pre the pre show match. Yeah, I'll just talk about the notes I have. Uh, most of the notes that I have have nothing to do with the match. It was obviously during this point on the pre show that I realized that we had an Arabian announced team or announced table ringside, and I 
at that point of watching the show, I predicted that it would be going down later in the show. Uh, it did not. And then this was also like a way smaller venue than they've normally done for these Saudi shows. Something that I noticed. Um, but yeah, the Usos won. It was a solid pre-show match and it got a beer and a half. Cool. But yes. But yes, let's get to the first match. Yeah. The first so the, fir- match. The, the first thing like Seth Rollins comes out and they, they do a pan shot to the camels. Like they panned over to the camels for quite a while during Seth Rollins' entrance. And I was like, wow, Seth added camels to his entrance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the fact that you thought that those had to just only do with Seth Rollins' entrance and not the fact that they were in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. What are you thinking? I, I don't know. Um, but other than that, hell of a match. Yeah. Uh, I did want to, I did, did want to complain a little bit that like, why are we still doing the red hell in a cell? I don't know, but I noticed that you tweeted that out, but you said the red bell. Yeah. Autocorrect, uh, hated me yesterday when I was tweeting <laughs> and you know, obviously I was drunk, so didn't notice it when I tweeted it out. Yeah. My bad, everybody. But yeah, red cell. Can we just get rid of it? I'm 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 very much tired of it. Mm. They probably won't if you think about it. Oh, they're not going to. Um the match so the 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 bell rings and we immediately get a this is awesome chant. And it was just the theme of the night. Saudi Arabia for like the most basic things in a wrestling match would chant this is awesome. Yeah. It was it was kind of head scratching but at the same time you got to think like they get one show a year they didn't even have one last year because of covid so i'm not like upset about it it was really just like head scratching at the times that they would chant this is awesome but um edge edge gets stabbed in the eye by the the chair leg thing that he breaks off the chair which really made you think, like, man, maybe they're going to have another blow-off match and maybe do an eye-for-an-eye eye match. You never know. But probably not. Really, yeah, I, really I, hope, I really hope they don't. That would be yeah. terrible. It seems like this feud is over. It should be over. Because we've gotten good matches out of them every time. And, you know, this is just that what is it, rubber match. Yeah, rubber, not a ribbon rubber. match. Very much, very much... A rubber match. Yeah. Um, you, you win the rubber when you win the third match. Correct. Uh, quote from Michael Cole. Not, not it's basically just taking part of a quote, uh, but he called this a wrestling match, not a sports entertainment match. That was, wow. You never thought you would hear the word wrestling come out of Michael Cole's mouth once again. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Shame on you, Michael Cole, for even mentioning the word wrestling. I thought that word was outlawed in WWE. It's really weird because they don't even say, like, world wrestling entertainment. It's always WWE. Yeah. Wrestling wrestling being one of the W's in WWE and the fact that, like, wrestling is allegedly an outlawed word in in what they can say. It's just like, what the fuck? I don't understand why they don't do it. Yeah, so talk about that table spot. Holy shit. 
<laughs> table spot of the year. Yeah, probably was, probably of the decade so far because you know there's only been two years and last pretty year, short decade. Last year yeah, sucked. Seth Rollins was on the top rope, kind of facing. He was going for facing, a Phoenix Splash. Yeah, so he like. was, so he was facing towards the cell on the rope, and Edge came up behind him and basically bull rushed him, and he flies off the top rope into the side of the cage, pretty fucking high up, and then drops down into the table. It was amazing. <laughs> it was one of the best table spots I think I've ever seen. So much like this, this entire match was just so much fun. Uh, toward the end, um, we got both, both guys bled in this match. Seth Rollins was slightly questionable for his blood, but I counted it. I counted it as well. Um, Dewey said he bled from the mouth or on the tongue in the last part of the match. I didn't really I, see that one. I, but. I didn't see it. It, it was whatever. He definitely bled on his arm. Uh, Edge certainly bled on his back. Uh, but toward the end of the match, we're talking about that last spot. Uh, Rollins pulling out the tool bag, reminiscent of the uh, when he pulled out the, the toolbox for our favorite Hell in a Cell match ever, the one against mm-hmm. The Fiend. Just, you know, good on him to uh, remember that when, whenever you pull out the toolbox, the ref is more likely to call a no contest instead of f- actually calling the a legitimate end to a match. But grabs out the tool bag, tries he uh, I think it was at this spot that he pulled the chain off and wrapped the chain around his foot, did some super yeah. kicks, went for the stump with the with the chain on his foot while Edge's head was laying on a chair edge hits a low blow and then does the like cross face move but uses i think he uses the chain first and then he uses like a giant wrench yeah to put in between like to put on rollins's mouth while he's doing the the cross face and that definitely threw a wrench in Seth's plans for sure for sure <laughs> um but then so edge just kind of like randomly comes out of doing that right before it seemed like Rollins was going to tap and edge does a stomp on Rollins into a chair. And that's how we end the match. Yeah. And this got four beers. Yeah. So not, not top 10. Nope. You got to have four and a half beers to get in the top 10 nowadays. So, So question about that. It does. It's not that it would affect how many beers it was, but is the pedigree still a finisher for Seth Rollins? No, I can't count, count it. I count just the stomp. Okay. At this point. Cause I think also like very rarely now, but he, he also still sometimes does like the ripcord knee. I don't count that anymore either. So, okay. I usually just count like what their current finisher is. Like I don't count the Superman punch anymore. Oh, really? For, for reigns. Yeah. I don't know. Do you I, still I, count the suplex and the F five for Brock? No, definitely not the suplex. The ger- like the Germans. Yeah. No. Okay. I d- I do remember once upon a time we did count that just so we could drink more. Yeah. But now the drinking yeah. game is just so ridiculous, and I feel like they like since the rules are out there, there's executives on both brands, AEW and WWE, that are that are listening to this, and, and you know because we're so popular, they're listening to this. They know the rules of the game. And they're trying to kill us, mm-hmm. but they won't. 
can't can't kill us can't kill me you can just make me very very hungover and maybe even dead no can't do it can't kill me uh the next match we had Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali Mansoor obviously getting a huge pop from the crowd being from Saudi Arabia I mean this was just never in doubt all of us picked actually no all but I think two people in the uh predictions contest picked Mansoor to win anyone who picked Mustafa Ali just why clearly most of the people that we do this predictions contest with don't watch wrestling uh but Mansoor wins it was a decent match and then at the end or I guess after the match uh they had uh, a debut I don't remember the guy's name I just remember that he was a silver medalist for Saudi Arabia for karate he debuted and uh beat up Mustafa Ali a little bit had a nice kick to him so that was a that was a solid little finish your beer and up up this match to a beer and a half not really a whole lot to talk about during this for this match it uh it was it was good it was good wrestling like solid movements no really missed spots it was, it was a good match it just wasn't it wasn't glamorous you know yeah Mansoor has gotten a lot better since he first debuted in Saudi uh, all those years ago, and Mustafa Ali obviously is one of the one of the better high flyers that WWE has right now. Always puts on good matches. Um, this was this was probably their best Saudi show. Dude, there are I think that they've on, ever done. Bleacher Report said that this is the best show that W like best pay per view WWE has had in 2021, maybe even longer. No way. Money in the bank was awesome. Yeah, I don't I don't agree with that, but I was gonna say zero percent chance this is the best show they've done this year. It's definitely it's probably up there. I think it's the I think it's their best. I mean, looking at the beer ratings, the total, I'm pretty sure it's their best uh as far as beer ratings go, their best show of the year. Yeah, does uh does someone from Bleacher Report? Maybe that's what they were talking about. Maybe some one of them listens to us, or at least follows us on Twitter. Maybe that's the third listener this week. Yeah. Maybe CJ's not listening this week. We have uh, a guy from Bleacher, somebody from WWE, and somebody from AEW. Well, CJ's been really busy. You gotta, you gotta excuse him. Yeah, that's true. Really busy at that at that place. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Next match: RK Bro versus AJ Styles and Amos for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, yeah, like I said earlier, Riddle comes out to, to the ring and rides on a camel. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It was just quite the sight to see. Uh, yeah. Once again, another AJ Styles and Omos match, though, where Omos, for some reason, just doesn't start in the ring. I'd, I'll never understand the psychology of this team. Omos, I mean, as far as like his matches go, nobody can hit moves on him. I don't know why he would ever tag out other than like, he's really, really tired. So I I don't get it. I feel like he could end all these matches really quickly. You could build him up that way, but it's whatever. I mean, I picked RK bro to win, so I'm happy because they won and retained the raw tag team championships. Um, I'm going to be straight up. 
I don't really want to watch Omos anymore. I don't think when he's in the ring, it's that interesting at all. Really? Because I thought that, and I think Chad also said, like, I thought that he has been more entertaining lately than he's ever been. Obviously, when he first started, he was not entertaining at all. He was just he would just stand there behind Styles. But I feel like now he's starting to get a little more entertaining in the ring, fun to watch. And it's 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 just fun to see him in the ring. But you know, I, mean, I guess you know, agree agree to disagree, Joe. Yeah, I mean, I'll give him a chance because I'm I'm gonna have to. They're still gonna put him in matches, but I don't know. Uh, had a, had a quote from AJ Styles in this match. Uh, when he was when he was in the match, he hit some big move on either Riddle or Orton. I would assume Riddle because Riddle spent most of the time getting his ass beat in the match. Just whistling at Raven now. Yeah, she's she's outside of my guest room whining because she just knows somebody and somebody's in there, and I want her to stop. Oh, I forgot you have company. Yeah. Shout out to Dan Wayne. <laughs> uh, but yeah, AJ quote from the match. Uh, he hit a big move on I think Riddle, and then he pointed at Omas and was like, "I want you to finish him off." <laughs> and all I could think of was that's what she said. <laughs> yeah, RK Bro retained. It was uh, it was a pretty good finish of the match. It was our. Uh, Styles is setting up for the Styles Clash. No, no not the Styles Clash, the phenomenal forearm. He goes off the top rope. Randy Orton takes him out of the air into an RKO, tags in Riddle. Riddle hits the flying bro. The floating bro. The floating bro uh, for the win. And that was yep. the end of the match. It was, it was a solid match. It was how many beers did it get? I got a beer and a quarter. Beer and a quarter. I wrote a beer and a half. Oh fuck! Could be a could be a rounding error though. I mean, I I legitimately drank for this pay per view, so I got pretty drunk yesterday. I there was the last two matches really screwed me up though, which I will talk about later. But all right, let's move through this thing. All right then. Uh, next match, Queen's Crown Tournament Final. Dewdrop versus Zelina Vega. This was uh, a match that happened on the card. It was a nice little drinking break for me, at least. Yeah. Was there was there any really any doubt ever that uh, I say this, but I picked the wrong person, and if I picked the right person, then I I was in the running for win. But was there really any doubt that? Dewdrop got put in this match to to put over Zelina Vega. Yes, there was. I this was impossible to predict, honestly. I mean, I took Zelina Vega here uh, after my prediction of Shayna Baszler became not applicable anymore after Monday's Raw. Uh, my thought behind it was that Zelina Vega, like the Queen gimmick, works better on a heel. So that was literally the reason why I went with Zelina Vega here. Yeah, I have no idea why I went with Dewdrop. I was watching the match, not knowing who I picked and thinking, yeah, I'm on Zelina. I sent out the prediction sheet to you. I didn't look at it. You even texted me and said Dewdrop. 
I know I, I said I I know that I picked Dewdrop, but watching the match, I thought that I had picked Zelina. And again, if I had picked Zelina, then I would have been in the running time time limit draw. That's true. And it was uh so Zelina Vega obviously wins. And it was at this point that I was winning the predictions contest. I was super stoked because I was winning the predictions contest for a solid portion of this pay-per-view. Did I win? I don't know. We'll see. Probably not because I'm cursed. Uh, this got a half a beer, though. Solid little drinking break for, for me. Uh, yeah. I mean, because at this point, we were already up above nine beers. So it was quite a lot of drinking during this pay-per-view. Um, then we had uh, Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley, which earlier in the night, like on the pre-show, they had changed from just a, like not just a no-holds-barred match, but they changed it from that to a Falls Count Anywhere match as well. So it was a no-holds-barred Falls Count Anywhere match, which just a generic Falls Count Anywhere match is also no-holds-barred, no DQ. So... Not really sure why they felt the need to say that, but Goldberg making his entrance. If you watched his uh, security, the the way that they were walking just looked so unnatural. It was hilarious to watch. It was like, I don't know. They they were walking. Maybe, the, with, maybe they were all trying to. Sorry, go ahead. I was saying they, they were walking with like their hands in front of them, like like their hands cupped with one another in front of them instead of just walking with their hands at their sides it just looks so fucking weird like i don't know it was just funny to watch goldberg had a limp for most of the match don't think it was fake oh for sure i think he's still i think he's still very yeah i think he's still very much actually hurt uh which i think is the reason that i originally had picked bobby lashley Right before this match started, though, I, I switched my pick to Goldberg, which was good for me uh, because Goldberg won. But I I switched it right before the match instead of switching it earlier in the night when they sort of changed up the stipulation, which is when I should have done it because I was only able to get half the points because I ended up switching right before the match. I could have gotten a free switch when they changed the stipulation on the pre-show. Not sure why I didn't do it, but I just I ended up not doing it. Very upsetting. Uh, Goldberg Goldberg bled real quick in this match after Lashley pulled a chain out of his pants, pretty much in the in the penis area. Yeah, I thought he was it. just happy to see me. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then Goldberg quote from this match: He yelled at Lashley. He said, "You touch my son, you're dead." <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, he didn't kill Bobby Lashley, but the 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 last spot of the match, they they were up on the entrance ramp, and Goldberg lines him up and spears him off of the entrance ramp through a bunch of shit, like off to the side, uh, on the opposite side of where the camels were. And I thought this actually surpassed expectations because obviously for any Goldberg match, I have very, very low expectations, if any. And I thought yeah, this so was, I thought it was decent in, 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 in a weird enough way, because it's a, 
like a hardcore match for less for lack of a better word uh an, a no holds barred match kind of protects the wrestlers into making them look good it's the same way that it's the same thing that triple h and batista did a couple years ago you know obviously triple h was still injured from his torn pectoral muscle and he had that that no holds barred match with batista no holds barred just keeps the match entertaining you don't have to have great wrestling ability and it still makes the match somewhat fun you know so it slowed it like it slowed down the match so that goldberg didn't have to move very much with his surgically repaired i don't know what was it one of his ligaments in his it's knee his, it was his right knee i don't know which one or i don't know yeah, what so, like ligament it was yeah so it was it like slowed things down to to where he didn't have to run around the mat the 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 ring um and it it you know, there were spots that he was able to do that, that kept it entertaining. And I think that that's why this surpassed expectations is because if you plan this kind of match, well, it's going to look good. Yeah. You, you speak on the triple H portion of it. Like, I think that's why, like as, as old as triple H is getting now, like a lot of his matches that you see when he comes back for these one-offs are all like these hardcore style matches. Yeah. Because like it, it protects you from looking old and looking as bad as an old wrestler can look at sometimes. Like that's that's probably why this surpassed expectations. Like you said, like Goldberg is in his mid fifties now, but this was not that bad. Fuck. Yeah, you yeah. Do you remember when I said I was gonna wait for the commentary until we talked about crown jewel for the whole Shannon Baszler thing. I do. What did you want to say about that? Yeah. So basically what, what I was going for is obviously the match on Monday ended in a way that it was, it was, it was an ugly finish, right? So on Monday, we'll, we'll rewind. Shana, Shana had uh, the Kufita, the, I can never say it. Kirifuda clutch. The Kushida clutch on, uh, <laughs> on Dewdrop and then Dewdrop kind of just rolls backwards and Shannon Baszler's shoulders are now on the mat and she gets, she takes the pin. Uh, so it was like kind of an ugly finish. Doesn't really devalue Shayna Baszler that much, but they wanted Zelina to go over in the queen's crown and they didn't like, and they wanted to have an actual match because most of the matches for the, the matches leading up to the final were, Short matches. They were terrible. Yeah, so there was going to be an actual match for this Queen Queen's Crown tournament, and they didn't want to devalue Shayna by by putting her down in an actual match. Was was my thought on it, which is yeah. why they put Dewdrop over on Monday. Yeah, a, I guess, and like it, in a kind of weird way, and it was like a surprise to Shayna that her shoulders were actually down. I guess I don't know. Like. I still wish Shayna like why why not just have Shayna just continue all the squashes and just squash everybody in this tournament and build her up at this as this super dominant heel. That would have been the way that I would have preferred to go here, but I guess I mean my only thought is like she did not want to make the trip to Saudi. Like that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. Or they have other plans with with her that don't that don't necessarily need to include being the queen. But she's the queen of spades. Yep. That's why it made so much sense. 
Mm-hmm. Moving on. Yeah, moving on to uh, speak, speaking of tournaments, uh, we had another tournament <laughs> final. Uh, King of the Ring tournament final, Finn Balor versus Xavier Woods. A uh, lot of woos in this match. Lots of mm-hmm. woos. Definitely the highest amount of woos for a single match on this card. Uh, and this match was just awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a it was a great example of the face face dynamic working. Yeah, and WWE does a really good job of that with the face face or two faces going at it. Xavier Woods caps off his, you know, the, the boyhood dream gets capped off and he wins King of the Ring. I think this is like we like we had talked about before, like this is the pinnacle of Xavier Woods' career. Like, I don't think he's ever going to win anything higher than a mid-card title. I just I, I can never see him as WWE or Universal Champion uh, this like, especially at this point in his career. But obviously the New Day and all of their members continue to just be amazing and continue to have awesome career highlights and Xavier yeah. Woods is is king all hail king woods just just a great moment to see i do love how the uh the the cape like nobody could put on the cape it was very funny uh, the one disappointing po- uh part here was uh Kofi Kingston not showing up cuz he was my who not on the card will make an appearance and uh, Kofi just didn't make the trip. Nobody, nobody ended up getting there. Who not on the card will make an appearance because pretty much the only people that made the trip were the people in the matches. And, and Titus then also, and, and Talia. And then also, yeah, the silver medalist karate guy, but he probably lives in Saudi Arabia. So I would assume so. Yeah, you'd almost have to make that assumption. So, yeah, nobody, nobody got it right, including me. Uh- before that guy took off his his face covering, who did you think it was going to be? I had no idea. I had legit, legitimately no idea. Chad, I, Chad, Chad was like, "Is that Tiger Ali Singh?" And I was like, "Who? Like, no, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> that would be uh, ridiculous." I, I like, I, I saw his hands, and you could, you could see some of his face under his face covering. And I was like, is that Mace? Oh, actually, then- there was a part, because I was obviously very drunk at this point. There was a part where I was like, is that Reginald? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought that it might be uh, R-Truth. Uh, but R- yeah, I mean, obviously, both those guys are smaller than the Taekwondo, the karate kid. Karate man. Karate man. But yeah, so like I was, I was thinking it was going to be Mace because of the this the history with Retribution and the fact that Mace is by himself now. But I, I honestly did not know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel thought like that he was I, too small to be Mace too. So I was like, no, it's probably not him. But it yeah, would I was gonna say, I feel like it would have been pretty easy to tell if it was Mace because he's got like the dreads as well. Like I feel like you would have seen those. Yeah, he could have worn them up. I don't know. Yeah, but I feel like if he would have worn them up, you would have seen that like protruding from the like the face covering. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, we just talked about Xavier Woods solid match. Yeah, Xavier Woods Finn Balor awesome match. Woods King of the Ring. Uh, I got two beers for this match. Like I said, lots of woos. Really 
helped out the score here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had the WWE Championship match between Big E and Drew McIntyre. This was also just a good match, like solid match. Like yeah. the, the, these last four matches were pretty awesome. And like, like leading to them having, I think, their best Saudi show of all time. I think hands down their best Saudi show of all time. Yeah, without a, without a doubt. Definitely takes the cake from Titus O'Neil and his entrance at the <laughs> Greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, they, they, they did get me here because McIntyre hit a Claymore kick in this match, which has been one of the most protected finishers in WWE throughout the last two years. And Big E kicked out of it. And it was like a, it was just a, a dreadful, deadly looking Claymore kick. And Big E kicked out. I was very surprised. I was like, holy shit, man. I people are allowed to walk by my house. I don't want you to get the idea that anytime someone walks by my house, there's a protected bark, a protective bark. That is true but i allow people to walk by my house i didn't train her to be like this that's i mean sometimes i feel like you didn't train her at all yeah some might <laughs> say uh, but yeah that biggie drew mcintyre hell of a match uh biggie obviously like i said clicking or clicking kicking out of the claymore kick uh big or uh, drew mcintyre also kicking out of a big ending and then later in the match biggie hits a second big ending wins the match, retains the WWE championship. And I got two beers for this. This was just like, this was just a good match. Solid, yeah. solid match. Yeah. Um, speaking of solid matches, we had a triple threat for the SmackDown championship. And for some reason, the person on raw retained. Yeah, it was all the signs were there. Like, like, you're right. You're right. All the signs were there. Sasha beating Becky on SmackDown the week before, and then Charlotte retaining her championship on Raw against Bianca Belair. Like, sh- we should have known that Becky, like, after that, I should have used that to change my pick for free to Becky Lynch. Uh, but I just ended up not doing it because I'm a big, dumb, stupid head. So one thing that caught me by surprise, Joe, in this match uh, in, is just like I, I had never even thought about this before because WWE never really mentions it. But did you know in these triple threat matches, the champion doesn't have to get pinned in order to lose their championship? No. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Pretty crazy. <laughs> because on top of this is the thing that I mentioned from earlier, because on top of the like, can they coexist shit? This is the other thing that they will just never shut the fuck up about is like needing to remind us and basically being like, Hey, WWE fans, we all know that you're a bunch of stupid fucking idiots. Uh, So let us remind you that in this triple threat match, the champion doesn't need to be pinned in order to lose their championship. Yeah. Um, Just every single time. And it just makes me shake my head. Um, your prediction of everyone or the women wearing three XL shirts, Joe, was just not correct. They appeared to be normally normally fitted shirts. Yes, every woman that had a match uh, wore the size shirt that would fit them. Wow, Saudi Arabia is really progressing. 
Yeah. They did wear the long sleeves, uh, covering up basically everything except their hands and uh, their faces. But yeah, nobody had to wear a 3XL shirt. Yeah, so good spots from this match. There were a couple attempts at at Bianca trying to trying to pick everybody up again, and she kind of failed at that. So, like she she picked them up, but kind of fell fell off the back because yeah. I guess it, I guess it's not really a, a good place to balance. Uh, there was that thing right at the beginning of the match where Bianca Belair picked up Sasha Banks and she did that thing where she she holds them both up and then she dropped one arm and she was holding Sasha Banks with one arm. That was pretty cool. Just some more just unreal displays of strength by Bianca Belair. There was that one. There was the one where like Sasha got thrown at her sort of legs first and she was Sasha was falling and Bianca just picked her up and yeah. sort of power bombed her into Becky into the corner and then there was also the other spot in the match where like it looked like um i think she had becky up for a suplex while banks was going for like a uh, a sunset roll-up or like a roll-up pin and bianca like kicked her out while or kicked her hands off of her while she still had becky up for the suplex almost dropped becky had her like almost at a 90 degree angle and still picked her up and had and finished out the suplex. Just, yeah. just some more, just like She's unreal. Yeah. Unreal strength by Bianca Belair. She is awesome. There were some more just like this. I think this was the match where we had the most, this is awesome chance. And it was just at the most random times, but there was, there was at least like five or six. This is awesome chance throughout this match, which yeah. helped out the score. For the match for sure um but yeah like we said or like we sort of hinted at uh becky lynch wins the match uh on a roll up by holding the ropes the ref misses it and she retains so now we have the smackdown women's champion on raw and the raw women's champion going to smackdown are they going to just swap the belts i really don't hope i hope i really hope not I, I don't think know. both of them should win them or should lose them clean. If anyone's going to win win the title off Charlotte, I think that they can continue this Bianca thing and have because Bianca looks strong as hell again. Right after after that botch of a of a SummerSlam match, um, Bianca would be a good contender. Shayna Baszler would be a good contender, but that's those are the only two people I could see picking up the the raw belt on raw. Yeah, obviously the raw belt. And then I don't know. I would like to see a dark horse come and pick up the, the belt from, from Becky Lynch, like a Tony storm. Ooh. Like just, just someone that that's not established on, on SmackDown is Tony storm still on SmackDown. I don't think so. Yeah, I think she is, but just someone not, not established. Just give them the win right off. And build them yeah i'm trying to think of like the best way that this could go like if they're not going to do the belt swap which i, I agree i 100 do not want to see that uh but the only thing that i can think of is obviously the next pay-per-view is survivor series so i think what you need to do is set up a number one contender and actually just have championship matches and you have somebody from raw face Charlotte Flair at Survivor Series for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and someone yeah. from SmackDown face Becky Lynch for the championship for the or for the uh, 
for the SmackDown Women's Championship, both being at Survivor Series, do that just and instead of doing the the belt swap. But yeah. unfortunately, yeah. I feel like we're leaning towards just a belt swap, which is just going to be disgusting and something that I do not want to see at all. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know where they're going with it, but I know where we're going with our next conversation. Well, before um, we get there, uh, two and a half beers for this triple threat yeah. match. Oh, shit, yeah. But yes, uh, the last <laughs> match, the main event, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, Universal Championship. We're coming into this match thinking, like, where do Paul Heyman's allegiances lie? And even after this match, it looks like Roman Reigns, but you're still not really sure. Um, you had both guys kicking out of finishers here. Uh, two of the, like, other than the Claymore kick, two other very, very protected finishers in WWE, the, uh, the F5 and the Spear, both guys kicking out of one of each of those. And then, all, and then also the guillotine by Roman Reigns, Lesnar getting out of that. Not a whole lot of people have gotten out of that, but um, I just, I just always, no matter what, I love Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar matches. Like they get so physical and it looks so real, believable, obviously because wrestling's real. I don't know why. I don't even know why I said that. Uh, it's just, they, they get so physical and most of the time, like legitimately hurt each other during these matches, or at least it makes it look like they legitimately hurt each other. Like there was a spot where Roman does like his patented jump over all of the ropes to the outside. And he did it to Lesnar on the side instead of toward the entrance ramp, this, this match. And he hit the barricade hard. It seemed like neck first. It looked pretty ugly. Um, Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, then there was the the spot where Roman Reigns picks up, or sorry, Brock Lesnar picks up Roman Reigns for an F5. He goes through the F5 and accidentally kicks Charles Xavier in the face. You mean Charles Robinson? Yeah, I don't. I got Xavier on the mind. Move Charles on. Xavier is uh, yeah is an X Man. Yeah, he's an X Man. Charles Robinson in the face with uh with Roman Reigns and Charles. Damn it. Charles Robinson gets gets knocked out and yeah and that was the the beginning of the end I guess for Brock Lesnar because you know yeah. he, he he pins Roman Reigns one two three but there was nobody there to count it yeah shit and I mean then, he, pinned, he pinned Roman for a 10 count according to the crowd yeah um, and it, <laughs> and then Paul Heyman throws the belt into the middle of the ring we don't know who to he throws and, it like literally right in between them, which is like, oh fuck, who, who could that have been to? Yeah, we got some weapon use out of that, and then a new ref shows up while Roman Reigns is making the pin on Brock, and Brock Lesnar is the loser. Yeah, before that, um, the Usos also came out, hit some interference, oh, yeah. uh, double super kick to Brock Lesnar, and that's when Lesnar gets hit by Reigns with the belt. And then we get a new ref, like you said, coming down to the ring. And that's all it takes to pin Brock Lesnar is just a, a belt shot to the face. One, two, three. Reigns is still the champion. Not as fucky of a finish that I thought there would be, which is sort of why I picked Brock Lesnar for this match. And it, this match, it came down to me versus uh, the new guy, 
that just showed up to that place with us. Yeah. Huge, What's he, his name? His name is Alex. Uh, he is a huge New Japan fan because mm. he came from Japan. Uh, that's where he, I'll just say it, was working for the past, I don't know, four-ish years. Huge New Japan fan. He, he ended up picking Roman Reigns. I picked Brock Lesnar. We were one point apart. Uh, and Reigns wins. And he wins the DDT Wrestling Championship. We have a new champ. All right. Well, congratulations. How many beers did the the main event get? Uh, two beers. Yeah. And giving this pay-per-view a total of 19.75 beers. All right. Well, which... Good job to WWE for actually pulling off a pretty good pay-per-view. Yeah. Do you know where that ranks it right now? Like top five, probably. This top. is the number three pay-per-view behind All Out and Double or Nothing. Nice. Good job. Good job, so, WWE. The three, like since we've been doing beer ratings, the like all three of the top pay-per-views that we've ever seen so far are from this year. Ugh. Well, fans are back, so that kind of makes sense. That is true. But fans, fans were around in the Attitude Era, Joe. We've been watching a lot of those. But the top Attitude Era pay-per-view that we've got so far was the, the uh, Over the Edge in your house pay-per-view where we had that Stone Cold and Dude Love False Count Anywhere match. But even this beat that. So let's... Uh, just because we haven't in a while, let's do, let's do a few questions here. Cause that's that's gonna close out the uh, the crown jewel pay per view. Do a couple questions here since since we have them. Uh, you ready? You ready for some questions, Joe? Yeah. All right. So obviously, one of the best, possibly, definitely the best TLC match of all time: Edge and Christian, Dudley Boys, the Hardy Boys. I want you to rebook that match with current day tag teams. So the classic TLC match with current tag teams. All right. I think right off the bat, you got the street profits and, and the Usos. And then does WWE have more like any more really hard hitting guy like tag teams? on their roster i'm trying to replace the dudley boys not really my i mean my thought was uso's new day <laughs> and street profits yeah that'd be good i think that's like your best bet wwe wise because uh -huh. like I, I mean you could try the viking raiders but i would much rather see the thing that i like what i just said yeah i think that could be good um I didn't even think outside of WWE because that was obviously a, a WWE pay-per-view. Yeah, I don't want to like I don't want to like mix between the two brands, but I mean as far as AEW goes, if they were to do it, like what would you say there? FTR, uh Santana and Ortiz and No, not no, I'm gonna kick them out. Sorry guys. I'm gonna do FTR uh the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros. Yep, that's exactly what I would have said. 
I think it's I think it's pretty pretty cheesy but easy question to to answer. Just wanted to make sure that we were on the same page for that. Yeah. Now I've got a real barn burner here for you. Joe, would you rather fight a chicken every time you get in your car or fight one orangutan with a sword randomly once a year? Not really orangutan. Orangutans don't have any dexterity to use a sword. No, I think you have a sword. That would make that fight so much easier. Okay, never mind. The orangutan has a sword. Still, an orangutan doesn't have the dexterity to use a sword. I don't have a sword. Uh, no. I'd, dis- I'd disarm that orangutan pretty hard, and I'd take the sword, and then okay. that fight's easy. I mean, here's one thing to think about, though. You fight the chicken one- every day. That's dinner every day. That's free dinner. Yeah, or free dinner once a year. I mean, I don't know what orangutans taste like, but yeah, I Yeah, I don't know. Nah, the chicken would be a pretty easy fight too. Is like, is the chicken going to be like the Miz and just run away from me all the time? I mean, it's it's stuck in your car, so. Oh, yeah, I still feel like it'd be a pretty easy fight, but yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fight an orangutan. I would go with the chicken because of the meal the free meal every day and i just don't know how angry orangutans are i feel like they could get pretty angry and despite like whether or not it had a sword or not i feel like that would just be a pretty tough match even even though it's only once a year and that's just, that's just like that's a day killer right there you could spend all day fighting that orangutan that's true a- a- after fighting a chicken like five or six times i feel like i would know what to do each time right. I feel like it would get pretty easy. I feel like I get pretty used to it. So gonna gonna have to disagree with you on that one. All right. Well, that's fine. I'm all right with that. <laughs> all right. Uh that's that's all the questions I had for this week. Uh so closing out next week, uh, we're gonna continue to talk about what's going on this or I guess this upcoming week in wrestling. So obviously tomorrow night we've got another Saturday night dynamite going to be starting the AEW world title title eliminator tournament and continue building toward the full gear card hopefully we get some more or some kenny omega hangman page promo possibly uh, a little a little tussle and we get the basically the premieres of the new rosters on raw and smackdown this week and also we have halloween havoc on nxt so this could be this, this could have the potential to be a, a very very good week in wrestling that we have upcoming here. I'm very excited. Yeah, could be could be very good. And we are going to continue the retro beer ratings journey. Uh, so obviously, last time we had King of the Ring 1998. The next pay per view in line is fully loaded from 1998. I looked at the card. It does not appear to be that great. But who knows? Maybe it'll surprise us. Maybe. Probably not, though. <laughs> All right. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. We have been the drunk dudes, Dylan and Joe. We'll catch you on down the road. I was thinking about